Welcome to The Weekly, a podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church. I'm your host, Jay Ewing, reside on the Erie campus most often, but you can find me at Calvary all over the place. Yesterday we are in Thornton, it was such a blast to be out on the Thornton campus. Thomas is in the house today, it's Christmas season around here, the wonder of it all. And guess what, Thomas? The campuses are getting ready. They don't know this yet, Thornton and Boulder. But Erie has led the way. We have gotten new coffee at Calvary Bible Church. And we're drinking it this morning. (laughs) It's really good. It's coming, Thornton and Boulder. Hold on. 2023 is looking really merry and bright for you (laughs) on your Sunday morning. I think it's amazing that, I mean, I'm assuming you're the, the leading edge of this, of why this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> you got so tired of the coffee we were serving. That's not true, but it's been years of <laughs> <the> work. <laughs> years. Ever since I've walked into this building, almost seven and a half years ago, I thought, wow, we could use better coffee. <laughs> That's the truth, folks. So do we only have one kind that we're brewing? Like uh, right now. Okay. We're, we're brewing Peru, but we'll change it up season by season. Okay, what kind of coffee are we drinking now? Peru. It's per- Peru. Peruvian? Yeah, Peruvian. Oh, okay. From Peru. Do we know the brand? Do we do we share the brand? Yeah, it's uh, Ampersand is the Ampersand. brand. Yeah. From Boulder. Amp- Ampersand from Boulder, yep. Um, And it is a wonderful, wonderful cup of coffee. Actually, it's... Organic, fair trade. It's actually, they're leading the way in Boulder, actually, on how ethical their coffee can be, which is really impressive. I talked to the owner a few weeks ago and just was really impressed by his heart to make sure they do it the right way. That's great. Yeah. It's hard, man. The coffee industry is hard. I'm sure it is. But. Oh, I you know. I'm thankful for. Companies like him leading the way. Super cool. That's good. But uh, yeah, Erie started drinking it two weeks ago, two Sundays ago. This Sunday, Mark, <laughs> Mark Luby goes, people are way more happy around here at the Sunday. And I was like, yeah, that's because we have better coffee, my friend. <laughs> He's like, or we could just be joyful in the Lord. Like, I, said, no. I said, caffeine helps. <laughs> Good coffee. Oh, man. There's a, a an awesome family that serves in the Calvary Cafe. Yeah. Who reminds me regularly that people are here for the coffee. <laughs> That's awesome. He's like, you know, if I, if I didn't come in early yeah. and brew coffee and set out donuts, no one would come listen to your message. <laughs> you're like, you're right. I'm like, yeah. That's probably true. The unsung heroes of the Bible right there. That's right. Yeah. They, they'd be in the latter chapters. Yeah. The, Acts 29. Okay, so it's Christmas, Thomas. We're still talking about it. You, you actually. Is this the last podcast of the year? This is the last. Are we, podcast are we calling it? Yeah. And so, in order for you to stay connected, people, we need to, you to go to calvarybible.com slash events, pick your campus, click on your neck of the woods, find out what's happening there. There's so many great things happening here at Christmas. Find out what's happening on your campus for Christmas Eve. Erie's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be just a really good week. We got carols and campfire were the last ones to do it we probably picked the coldest night of the year to do it man Boulder and Thornton <laughs> nailed it they did 56 Ugh. degrees and sunny oh my gosh 
in December. Oh, anyways. Anyway, this, yeah. this Sunday will be 30 degrees <laughs> at the high. <laughs> it's supposed to be colder the next day, so that means actually it's going to get cold at night. But I feel like that's it's going to feel like Christmas. Yeah, it's it felt like Christmas last week for sure, too. <laughs> But uh, we got Carol's and Campfire, but find out what's happening. We got a great first of the year for you. We have church on January 1st. It's going to be a blast. We just filmed something special for you on Christmas Day. So, you know, there's nothing like the holidays by clicking on your emails on Christmas morning. Mm, that's the first thing I'm Bible, doing. Bible church. Opening presents, opening emails. <laughs> All at the same time. Seeing if there's any gifts in there. <laughs> Hey, but uh, we love you. We're just so thankful for you as we close out the year. There's a heart of Advent where we're spending less, giving more, and worshiping fully. There's some great projects. Uh, we got the Colorado Church Planning Network. We're supporting work in Ukraine with building, well, actually buying some four-wheel drive vehicles. And then we have some needs on all three campuses. In order to further the gospel, right? Yeah, that's the mission this year multiplying the church and you know that mission statement doesn't mean that we're trying to multiply calvary we're trying to multiply the bride of christ and so sometimes we do that through things that we're attached to locally and sometimes we're doing that with other churches that are just independent from us um, and then others are global and we want the global church to reach their their neighbors as well so i'm really excited last two years ago we were working with lebanese yeah, refugees, and then we we're working with Afghan refugees last year, and and this year we're working with Ukrainians, and so it's a good it's a good rhythm that we have here at Calvary. It is a really good rhythm. Um, I th- there's been a couple numbers float. I had Pastor Tom on the podcast a few weeks ago. He told us the number. What is the number that we've given over the twelve years in Heart of Advent? I don't want to say it. Yeah, it's over it's over two point three, two point four yeah, million dollars in the two, last twelve years. That's amazing. Yeah. Just incredible how people, you know, you say this all the time, but like we sit by some of the most generous people we know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. It's amazing. And you know that we say that just so that other people who, you know, I think struggle with generosity, think that it's going to impinge on them instead of bless them just to be inspired by their people. Wow. That's what you do. I want to do that. Totally. And we don't, you know, John says this a lot too, where he says, We don't want giving from, from you. you. We want yeah. giving for you. Yeah. Generous a generous heart is a wonderful heart and a wonderful practice. So heart of Advent. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be good. All right. So as we're in the Christmas season doing our Advent readings. Yes, I have a really important Christmas oh, question for you. You do, okay. Because of Advent. Okay. Is it appropriate? What is your opinion on blow up Christmas lawn decorations. Do you like the blow up ones or do you think they need to be like wood plastic nicer? Mm. I have two inflatables on my front lawn. I know I have three, (laughs) (laughs) but my wife hates them. Really? Oh yeah. She thinks, uh, blow up ones are tacky. I think when they're not inflated and just looks like trash is on your yard in the morning. Yeah. 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 Do you leave yours on 24 hours? I should. I take them down because sometimes it gets a little windy. Yeah. But I would just leave them up. You know, the electrical bill in December is going to be crazy anyway. So <laughs> Just pile it on. May as well just add to it. Uh, Do you think, I, yeah. The right ones I think are great. Like the ones I bought. Yeah, the Yeti. 
<laughs> a Yeti. Nothing says Christmas like I have a massive Yeti. And what's funny is I actually have a second one I have not inflated. A Yeti? Yeah. The old one that used to be on your pergola? Yeah. So kind of my dream is like to have like eight Yetis just like taking over my house. That would be fun. Like a Yeti army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. A Yeti invasion. Yeah, a Yeti yeah. invasion. I would like that. That'd be cool. Nothing actually. says Christmas like the Yeti. But it's from the movie Rudolph. Yeah. So I also have Rudolph out there. Okay, great. I have Baby Yoda and BB-8 <laughs> in a Christmas tree. <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like Star Wars. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. With a candy cane. <laughs> you know, but it's an interesting question. Okay, we're, let's get back into the heart of it. I would say this. No one in uh, nicer neighborhoods probably has inflatables. No, that's not true. You, I think they have like the really nice, like classy... Probably lawn decorations. You think? I don't know. I doubt it. I, I think, think there's inflatables in a gated community. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's some dad out there who says, that's really funny. Let's turn that thing on. His HOA just goes by and turns it off. <laughs> yeah, totally. In my neighborhood, I literally have the largest snowman inflatable I've ever seen. It literally goes above his two-story it's, it's roof It's the 15-footer. Oh, it's not, it's not. You think it's bigger than that? It's got to be 18 or 20. Really? It's he can't okay. he has to turn it off most nights when he does get windy cuz that yeah. thing goes That is gone. the problem with them. Is they're just I mean, they're just gone. Anyways, it's a really funny question. All that right. Is, what's your favorite Christmas song? Um like carol or Christmas music? I don't know. You know what we listened to this morning? What's up? I woke the children up to Third Day's Christmas album. <laughs> Nothing says like. Christmas I mean, just like, like raspy Powell. southern Mac voice. Powell, yeah, yeah. He, he was singing "Oh Come All Ye Faithful." That's awesome with an electric guitar. Oh, I can't wait to listen to it today on Spotify. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's good. My favorite song right now, this last two years, is "Holly in the Ivy." Have yeah. I ever heard the song? Did you make it up? No, it's a old British folk. Uh, folk song, Christmas folk song. Do you want to sing a little little bit of it? No, but I was talking to Tom the other day. I was like, what's your favorite Christmas song? And he's like, Carol? I was like, no, just... What is your... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Holly and the Ivy is one of my favorites right now. Holly and the Ivy. Yeah. I've, I discovered it a few years ago when some kids sang it in my elementary during Christmas. So I was mm. like, that's a beautiful song. I would have pegged you for a Mary Did You Know. <laughs> what does that say about me Mary did you know she is it was... bad that I I don't dislike that song <laughs> <laughs> alright let's get to that man. that's hilarious you don't dislike the song <laughs> you know what song there's very few songs I don't like though so Yeah, I like a lot of songs I like a lot of songs as well I like a lot of the fun classic Christmas songs like you know Bing Crosby and oh yeah all those classic like Jingle Bells, uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Those are like some of my favorites. I grew up with them. Uh, Melikaliki Maka is one of my favorite songs. I remember my grandfather playing it on tape for me during the Christmas season. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, I could go anywhere from Michael Buble to Mariah Carey. I Hey, I've even listened to Kenny G Christmas in the last two years. Have you? Oh, yeah. How about, says, how about Josh Groban? Oh, yeah. Josh, yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's not outside the norm. I'm trying to think of some other ones. 
Have you listened to, uh, I know, we're 12 minutes into the podcast. Eric's gone. Eric's gone. He made it eight last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, uh, Andy Williams, that's who I was thinking of. My mom had the the vinyl of that, Andy and that's Williams. what we would listen to every Sweet. Christmas. That's awesome. Andy, oh man, I, I got to go home. I gotta, let's wrap this podcast up. I got to go listen to some Andy <laughs> yeah, Williams. Yeah, you do. You got to listen to him. Okay, so let's jump into the Advent. We, we were in Isaiah this last week. Comfort, comfort, my people, says you, you're God, right? Yeah. A famous text. Why is Isaiah 40 so famous? Well, Isaiah 40 became famous probably in more modern scholarship. Okay. Um, the short answer of it is some modern scholars make a prediction yeah. that there's such a change in um, textual style come to Isaiah 40 that perhaps there's like a different author to the book. You're going there this morning. Um, you asked the question, but it is, is, it's like, it is like a, you a, went there. You went, it's a big downshift. It's like what Isaiah is asked to prophesy in the first 39 chapters. And then 40 is comfort, comfort my people. And then even really 40 to the end of the book is really about what the Lord's going to do to restore, bless, bring his redeemer, a new kingdom, you know, end of end of the world kind of stuff. And some people think, well, that's got to be a shift in an authorship then. Modern, and, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It could totally be possible. It's a hypothesis. Here's why I don't bother with it. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus is a good place to go. Yes. He's pretty uh, now let's, knowledgeable let's, about let the Bible. Let me just throw this out there. There are really smart people. Mm-hmm. And then there's me. Yeah. So, like, I don't need the smartest argument in the room. I just need... a an argument that I'm like, yeah, that, that works for me. That's clear. Yeah. Okay. So Jesus quotes from Isaiah. And he says, Isaiah said, and then he, you know, he, he, he grabs a couple quotes and he quotes from the first 39 chapters. Yeah. And then the latter 26 chapters. Mm-hmm. And in both instances, he says, Isaiah says, Isaiah says, and it's in the same speech. I believe it's in Mark. And so for Jesus, yeah. who I'm a big fan of, he just said, Isaiah said, and quotes from both parts of the book. And for me, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough for me. Jesus refers to one Isaiah. Hmm. So I'm good to go. I didn't know where we're going there in the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but it's really important because, you know, you as your Bible student, you've got That's what you were asking. No, no. I, I, th- I just think it's a... People probably think we plan for these shows. No. I was thinking Handled Messiah. This is the, oh, one of the gotcha, opening gotcha. signs, opening songs, lyrics. That has a very dark undertone as we progress through Handel's Messiah because it's in darkness that the people of God are living in, in Messiah's work. And is the whole song of Handel's Messiah? I know a large portion of it is from Isaiah 40. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it. You can watch it on YouTube. It's like two and a half hours. Yes, you can. I've sat through Handel's Messiah a few times. In English? Uh, yeah. Wow. It's beautiful. It's it beautiful. beautiful. I actually have the vinyl of Handel's Messiah. It's like seven vinyls. Records. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like six records. That's awesome. It is awesome. But <laughs> yeah, my, so my, my record player got broke. <laughs> the kids, the needle busted. This should be for all of our really young listeners that don't understand why older generations love different music than them. Right. It's because it's like rooted directly from the scriptures <laughs> as, as opposed to cliche sayings that yeah, rhyme. That's right. Occasionally. Occasionally. But yeah, Isaiah 40 is an unbelievable passage speaking of how the Lord is going to bring 
comfort. And we looked at, you know, what, what are, what is actual comfort? Cause it's more than sympathies. Yeah. You know how, yeah. What is comfort? I think when, I, when you think of comfort, comfort has to have some key ingredients. It has to have a strength to it, to uphold you. It has to have some sort of tenderness to it, to care for you. Mm-hmm. And it has to have some ability to change the current realities. Now it could be, short period to are change you, are you talking about my lazy boy chair that's comfort <laughs> i mean to some extent right it upholds you upholds you it's yours and Alice. change your, changes my reality is it it's suede <laughs> no it's leather mm. got it from a friend who was I, moving i told kristen you know later in my years when <laughs> we don't care about any style in our house i'm buying one of those like big huge chairs oh, yeah. that you just sleep and eat in <laughs> totally <laughs> no doubt <laughs> Okay, but anyway, so uh, you know, so comfort has to be something like you can get comfort from a friend, and right. the reason they're a comfort is wow, they like came in, they lifted my spirits, like that changed a current reality, right? right. They were encouraging to me. Um, you think of a parent who cares for you and brings comfort when you're physically hurt or emotionally hurt or scared, right? So there has to be s- some strength, some tenderness, and ability to change the current reality. And the metaphor the Bible uses in forty is that shepherd, shepherd, yeah. And okay. the shepherd can do that. The shepherd can do that. And what Forty is talking about is the good shepherd is coming to do, has done three things, is freed you from captivity, mm-hmm. has pardoned your sin, and is bringing blessing. Yeah. And you're like, that's the comfort I really want. That is and the that's the ultimate comfort that we need, is we need to be freed from our sin that leads to death, our current enslavement to the prince of the air. Mm-hmm. We need to be forgiven of our sins so there's no condemnation. No one gets to bring it up in the past and accuse us of it. Mm-hmm. And then we need to know that there's blessing coming mm-hmm. and there's a kingdom coming. And in 40, it's just this beautiful motif of this is what God's going to do for you, Israel. Yeah. Now they're speaking specifically to the captivity that is going to be in Assyria and Babylon and, and back to the land. And But the New Testament authors pick this whole thing up and apply it to the work of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and John specifically yeah. is very adamant that we know that Jesus is the good shepherd. Yeah, prepare the way. Yeah. What's amazing about Jesus is he's the shepherd who's also the lamb. Yeah, he plays a duel. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, anyway, yeah, I think Isaiah 40 is is definitely a passage you want to visit over and over again. That's that's the work of God. That's his comfort. Yeah. Captivity's when, over. Yeah. When you were talking about these things, I c- can't help but think Psalm 23. Now in the reading plan this week, there's actually a prayer section. We're actually asking you to pray Psalm 23 all week long in the Advent reading guide. And that's because Psalm 23 def- is very clear on what the Good Shepherd does. Yeah. What the... You know what I mean? And when do you what what do you we normally access Psalm twenty three? When we need comfort. That's right. Yeah. Right? So usually you hear it read at a funeral or you might hear it read in the hospital room. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to it when we're in despair. Yeah, we do. And we put it up on our walls yeah. <laughs> in our bathrooms. I think this is the challenge. And we mentioned it briefly, I think in both services. Don't hold me to that. But you think of all the roles that God wants to do for us and how we have somewhat outsourced them. Yeah. And one of them is comfort. Right. It's like, look at all the places that we're trying to go to comfort ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
and we are reluctant to go to him. Right. That's right. That's a really good reminder, Thomas. And it's like, where's God? Man, God never seems to show up. You're like, well, I feel like I'm searching out all these things that he wants to do for me in substances, mm-hmm. in shopping, in experiences, as opposed to just being with him. Yeah. Being in his presence. Yeah. So he can actually do something. And the other piece of that is God often extends his comforts, his mercies and graces through other people. I mean, that's that's right. That's the funnel, you know. So right. being around in God's community is the way in which we often experience his graces. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about in 2023, how do we actually search out God in order for him to bring comfort? Well, I think. Or do we actually let him search out us to bring yeah. comfort? I don't know. Why don't you jump on that with what you were you and I were talking about with a systematic reading of the Bible and why that's important. Well, all right, well, let's, let's yeah. back it up. You had shared with me a little while back um, some things that Tim Keller had shared. Yeah, I got about back. what's coming up. I got back on Twitter recently after a couple of years, and I just thought Tim Keller's... For those, for those who don't know what Twitter is. <laughs> the social media platform. Okay. Uh, it's been very... Very interesting to be back after to uh, it was October thirty first two thousand and twenty mm-hmm. when it was taken over by Russian bots. <laughs> <laughs> it's when I got off <laughs> and haven't been back on until Elon bought it. <laughs> the day he bought, it, I got back on. I'll be honest, that's when I got back on. You're like this will be interesting. Yeah, Actually. I wanted to see this unfold, but. Uh, you know, I follow sometimes pastors, news outlets. It's, I think it's funny because you read Twitter one day and then three days later it's in the news. You're like, that's like three days old, but Twitter's so quick at getting information out. Yeah. That sometimes it's just way faster. But, uh, Tim Keller was posting what his Bible reading plan was. And I think that's always interesting to me. Like my heroes, the people I really admire, I always want to know what they did in order to sort of live into who they are, right? So Charles Spurgeon, I I love Spurge. I love the Spurge. I want to know what he did. How did, what did he do in order for God to produce something in him, right? Mm -hmm. Tim Keller is a great preacher. Some of the best sermons I've listened to in the last 20 years outside of Calvary Bible Church. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) You're like, from from the Boulder campus. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say what campus, Thomas. Uh, Tim Keller is one of my favorite preachers. Just, you know, if I was going to, I don't listen to outside sermons at Calvary very often, but if I do, Tim Keller is one of my sources. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was just really interesting, sort of his his practical approach to his Bible reading. It got me thinking, like, it's 2023. It's going to be January soon. What is your, what is your goal or habits that will lead to you being shaped and receiving comfort from God. Does that make sense? Yeah. You often refer to this phrase. I think you've picked it up somewhere. Yeah. It could be original to you, but rule of life. Yeah. What so formational practice. Yeah. We all live in a rule of life. Yeah. Most of us just don't know how or what's defining us. We're practicing a rule. Yeah. We're practicing. That's forming us. Yeah. And so one of those rules or formational practices would be a systematic reading of the Bible. Yeah. Or so, maybe not even systematic, a 
intentional? What would you call it? Yeah, just a, a formalized, a formalized, systematic reading. sounds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and one of our good friends, Joe Cummings, who is now in Arizona, he had a practice for years of reading the Bible through the year. And then one year he changed it up and he's taking a two year approach. I thought that was really unique. Um, so I'm always looking at Bible reading plans. They're helpful. Yeah. Uh, they can be a hindrance as well because you could get behind and be really discouraged and not want to pick up your Bible. That is not how you use a Bible reading plan. When you miss two months of Bible reading plan, just start where you left off. That's right. That, that, it's that's, okay. It's okay. That's worth the price of admission today. Like, seriously, if people just need to know, hey, I got through Genesis and Exodus. In 2022. 2022. <laughs> and then I missed like three months. Yeah. Don't have to go back. Like, no, just, just pick up pick up where you where the date says. Yeah, totally. You know, sometimes in those years where I don't have a Bible reading plan, I look through my Bible where my notes are scarce in my own Bible, mm-hmm. and then I read those books. Mm. Because it teaches me that, oh, I haven't been here very yeah. often. That's good. Yeah. So, but uh, he was talking about how he reads the Psalms every day, how the process in which he does that. And then he, he brought up this uh, McMurray, Shane. Mc, McShane, Robert, Robert, Robert McMurray. Robert McMurray. McMurray. McShane, that's yeah. right, sorry. And I, it caught my attention because John Boyle uses that system. I remember John talking about it during the end of his sabbatical. How all good boils would. (laughs) Yeah. He reads, and it's a famous Bible reading plan, and I I was just rabbit trailing it yesterday. And the ESV app, which has become my Bible reading app. Okay. Because of the version, sort of the clutter that version has. We talked about this. Yeah, I think it it feels cluttered now. ESV app is... Is pretty clean. It's pretty clean. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I use also the this. Uh, you found this for me. Uh, the last couple of years too is the street lights. Yeah, I think that's a fun approach to reading the Bible or listening to the Bible. Uh, I think those are probably my f- two favorites. I don't read the Bible Project app very often. Yeah, I don't either. It gets a little too cluttered for me too. But the ESV has the Robert Robert McMurray, Robert, Robert Murray, Murray McShane. McShane. I'm doing yeah. McMurray too much. <laughs> <laughs> McShane reading plan. You know, you're also like a real deal when people refer to all three of your names. Oh yeah, it's like John Mark Comer. Yeah. If I ever publish a book, it will be J M Ewing. <laughs> What's the M stand for? My middle name, Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I fear it was middle name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, but uh, yeah, you know, I think. That would be a very interesting plan for me this next year. Four chapters a day. Yeah. You get the Old Testament once, the New Testament twice, and the Psalms twice in a year. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of Bible reading, right? But it's only about 20 minutes mm-hmm. of a day. Uh, I've done the ESV One Year Bible, which is a great one, too, because they have a podcast that actually can just ding on your phone in the morning. And you click play. And you got your Bible reading for the day. Mm-hmm. And J- Joe taught me this. He he would listen to it first while he was making coffee, breakfast. And then after he ate, he would go and reread it. So he would get it twice in one morning, which I thought was a very wonderful practice. Interesting. So he's hearing it one way in a very casual, you know, not very paying a lot of attention, you know. 
way, and then he would read it again and take notes. So one of the things that I experienced doing a reading, a Bible reading plan, yeah. that ended up repeating the New Testament and the Psalms multiple times a year as you read through the Old Testament was the fact that you would reread the Gospels and Epistles and the Psalms, I guess Proverbs as well, in different narratives that you're yeah. in in the Old Testament. And so there were things that stood out more. Oh, that's Because you bumped into it a second time in a different story. In a different landscape. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I described it to somebody. I said, you know, it's kind of like having a cup of coffee in the spring, fall, summer, and winter. It's like the same cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. But there's something that you notice about it that's different oh, because totally. of the season that you're in. Cool. So when you like cycle back through the New Testament, especially the epistles and the gospels, and you hit that again when you're like in the story of Exodus, things are going to stand out. Yeah. But then boom, when you hit that and you're in the middle of Job, things are going to stand out. And then when you're in the prophets, things are going to stand out that, that are making connections mm-hmm. that you didn't notice the first time just because you were in a different part of the story. Yeah. And so I really like reading the Psalms, Proverbs, New Testament multiple times in a year. That's, on a linear plan of the Old Testament. Yeah. Robert Murray McShane's program is a classic reading. This is what I'm just mm-hmm. discovering. John knew it all along. He just didn't tell us, though. John knows everything. Yeah, he does. But um, D.A. Carson picked it up as well, and he has a two-book devotional guide for that reading plan. So if you're looking for maybe another step, D.A. Carson seems to take that step for you. Nice. Help you walk through the text. Who's a trusted source? But the ESV app has a lot of good reading plans, trusted reading plans. Does that make sense? Yeah. What was the other element that Tim said about how he approaches like one chapter in yeah. study? Or how did he, yeah, how did he, he describe he, that? He reads all four chapters. He reads a commentary on one of the chapters and takes notes on the other three. Which, if he, he said he does it in 20 minutes, which means... He's probably just taking simple notes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just highlighting mm-hmm. things. It's not that complex. But he also uh, reads the Book of Common Prayer Psalm, which makes sense because he's in the Presbytery. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Presbyterian, and they use the Book of Common Prayer. Um, and I think he said that take that took three years of reading the Psalms before he actually got them in complete joy does that make sense or complete depth yeah it took him time to figure out the language language he also had a history. resource didn't he that helped him yeah he did he had answering god eugene peterson which That's right. my mother-in-law just took my copy because she I've, I've i've mentioned that in this podcast before um that is a wonderful book on how to understand the psalms yeah it is a good book yeah i so, have i have a copy so if anyone who's listening to the podcast would like to borrow my copy First yeah. one to email me wins. Sweet. And they can they can have it. You can also find them on Amazon in the use section for like $2, $3. Mm. Eugene, it was a very popular book. And you can find some really cool cover art from an old one, <laughs> which I love. I love the use. You can find these like 80s and 90s yeah. cover art, which is really fun. Nice. But, you know, I in 2023, I think. Get a plan now before January 1st. Don't scramble on January 2nd to find a reading plan. That's good. Have some time. So you've probably already downloaded your exercise plan. Yes. And then whichever fab 
fitness <laughs> eating <laughs> diet program. Either you're eating all meats, bacon, yeah, yeah, totally. or you're only eating vegetables. Yeah, vegetables. Yeah. So you got those two already locked. Yeah. Now have you your, just need your Bible reading plan. Your Bible reading plan. Yeah. And I, yeah. So if you live in Colorado, different. you have your camping plan. Totally, because you, you have to buy your campsites. Six months out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. But uh, I think it's really important, you know, some years you don't need a Bible reading plan. Some years you do. Does that make sense? So have the grace to discern which one you need. Yeah. I think uh, a buddy of ours, Dave, we've made a rule not to use last names yeah. for John Boyle. And Joe Cummings. <laughs> Joe Cummings. <laughs> so a friend named Dave, who also has the last name Dishman. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with Dishman. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. No, he, he has made reading the Bible cover to cover a, a spiritual practice. I think for the last two, three decades, mm-hmm. like it just is what grounds me. Yeah. And then another buddy, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Whose last name that. rhymes with Abendron. <laughs> says he reads the Bible cover to cover every year. Yeah. And it's what keeps him sane. And I would agree. Yeah. It is the only thing in a world that just seems so unsettled all the time. You're like, what is happening? You get in God's word and you go, oh, okay. Yeah. I know the God who's in charge. The world has seen this before. Faithfulness matters. Totally. I'm hanging on. If someone asked me the question, like, is it better to read the Bible or is it okay to listen? I'm like, if listening is the only thing you do, it's okay to listen, right? I mean, the thing was written to be read <laughs> out loud. In yeah. community. Yeah. So, so I'd go with listen. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, that's interesting too, because you could also do a reading plan where you read in the morning and you listen at night, the same passages. That'd be interesting. Yeah. You know, that'd be really two times a day you're listening. Um, or if you have a project at home, like you're cleaning out the basement, you're by yourself, like turn on the turn on a book of the Bible and just listen to a book of the Bible for the day. So there's a lot of ways in which we delight in God's word and we can take joy in it. And sometimes it doesn't have to be just reading it. We're having a plan. I would agree. Just open it up, <laughs> right? Simple enough. Simple enough. All right. I, I think just the goal, with, this is just because it's the last podcast of the year is if you are listening to this, you have a couple of weeks to make a plan, mm-hmm. like intentionally plan your life around being in God's word. Yeah. It's one of those stones, you know? Yeah. You got to put the big stones in first, as we all learned from Stephen Covey. Yeah. And then the, the smaller ones kind of fit in as well. But what are some of the big stones? This would be one of them. That's really good. You know, we're talking about shepherd. And one of the things that John says and reminds us is we know his voice. And one of the ways in which you know the shepherd's voice is you actually have to read his voice. You have to listen. Yeah, listen to his voice. Yeah. Yeah. You got to listen. That is, that's actually super helpful, Jay, is oftentimes people are like, I don't know if God's saying this or that. I'm like, Well, how would you know? Like, what kind of words does he use? Yeah. How, how does he invite? How does he encourage? When, when does it seem like he is convicting you? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Well, are you in his word? Have you been listening to him? Yeah. Do you know what his voice sounds like? Yeah. Yeah. Super important. And it's, it's, let's be honest, like it can be self-serving that you want comfort, right? I think the Lord built us yeah. to enjoy his comfort. Yeah. To delight in him, to take joy and have laughter and peace and all the goodness that only comes from him 
because we're human. Yeah. And he knows us. I think, I think the other thing is people probably assume since we are on staff at a church that all we have is time to open up his word. Yeah. And I should just admit to you, everyone who's listening, man, it, it gets crowded out, mm-hmm. which is just unbelievable because there's so many other tasks and opportunities to do ministry of visiting people, hospital visits, planning, business meetings. It's You're just, a dad. Uh, yeah. Your husband. It gets crowded out just like it does in your life unless you're intentional of making time. Yeah. Your Uber driver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for your kids. Yeah. yeah. It does get crowded out. It's right. It's right. And there's there's some hard seasons where it's hard to fit it in. Yeah. But that's why I think the apps are so good sometimes because you can fit it in with listening. I don't know. I'm still like like a print paper yeah. copy person. Yeah, I would say that too. I, if I had my my magic wand, I would say read your Bible on paper. Like just just get a paper. I Bible. would say read it from the scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty epic. <laughs> All right, we're, we've said enough. It's Christmas season. Let's get out of here. It's a good Wednesday here in Colorado. It's cold Wednesday here in Colorado. But we're glad you're listening. For our listeners in Egypt, we hope that you're doing well. Yeah, totally. For those uh, in China listening, we're so thankful for you and your faithfulness to the gospel. Remember us in your prayers as we remember you. This is a great season here at Calvary. We're just so thankful. It's the close of 2022. I I just see these people's faces here at Calvary. I'm just so thankful to the Lord for you. Enjoy your holiday season, your Christmas season, your Advent season. And we will see you in 2023. See you in the future. (laughs) Lord willing. Lord willing.